What's up everybody? My name is Lavelle Hewitt and I am your host of Do It In The Dark, a podcast that focuses on introspection and accountability. How to pick yourself apart and put the pieces back together. So take this journey with me as we redefine who we are, how we got here, and move confidently toward the future. Do It In The Dark is an opinion-based podcast based on research, statistics, and my personal views. These comments are not represented by any political, religious, or government entities. The views expressed on this show are mine and mine alone. What's up? What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Do It In The Dark, a podcast on introspection and accountability. I am your host, Lavelle Hewitt, and tonight we are going to talk about building a business and finding out what your passion is with building a business all right what are you passionate about what do you love to do and so we want to identify some things that hopefully will help you to um find out what your passion is and of course i'll give you some examples of how to identify your passion but if you don't know what your passion is what i'll do is i'll give you some examples of some successful small businesses that you can um try your hand at and see if it's something that you like in 2023. How about that? So I'll give you some examples, all right? So, but first I wanna talk to you, we are doing a series and this is episode 12. We are on episode 12. Uh, Last week we did our first episode of the series, Business and Psychology. And so tonight we wanna talk to you again from the same vein, Business and Psychology. But I want to dive a little bit deeper as we break the two apart. Um, We talked about business last week. We defined what business is. We also talked about psychology and defined what psychology is. So now as we get deeper into into the, the series, I want to talk to you specifically about as you peel back the layers of what business actually means and what it is, how do you identify what you would be a good fit in doing and building a business and find out what your passion is? What do you love to do? Uh, what are, are you a type? Are you the type of person who loves to sell a product or are you a person of service? Some people don't know that there's a difference. So we're going to identify the two differences. We're going to talk about um what it looks like to try and identify what your passion is and then i'm gonna give you some examples of some successful uh ideas companies that are out there that um you may want to look into in terms of you know finding your passion in the same industry so before we get into the business part let me talk a little bit about psychology right so as we continue to discuss psychology i want you to look at your psychological perspective as you are addressing and identifying the type of leader you're going to be in business. We touched on that last week. But psychology is very important from an understanding of who you are, right? And so I want you to go back and make sure you guys understand two of the two of the aspects, the schools of thought under psychology that you will have to deal with and being a business owner um, are are humanistic psychology okay that's one and then the other is social psychology 
So let me give you the definition, then I'll explain how you're going to be uh, forced to deal with them um, in business. Humanistic psychology is an approach that emphasizes the role of individuals, uh, individual experiences, and personal growth. Um, it suggests that people have an innate drive to reach their full potential. And so what we learned as I was going through my, 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 my different um, journeys of my master's program in taking humanistic psychology, the course and studying the subject, when you go into the field of counseling, that is an area in which you are touted to be somebody's cheerleader, basically. From a humanistic support, human humanistic perspective, what you're doing is telling them you know they can reach their potential. And your job is to help them reach their full potential by being somewhat of a cheerleader. So I use the word cheerleader as an adjective to kind of describe how you're going to help them to attain uh, being the better version of themselves. Now, social psychology. Social psychology is the study of how people interact with others. It includes topics such as social influence, group dynamic, interpersonal relationships. That in itself lets you know that when you are dealing with people from a business perspective, whether you own the company or you are uh, working as an internship in somebody else's company to gain experience and knowledge, there's a certain level of social interaction that will take place. There's nothing you can do about it. It is what it is. So when you understand that, you approach the situation, the job, you approach every situation with an understanding that there's going to be a social interaction and I have to position myself to make the best of this moment. A get from this opportunity, what I need to get from it. If nothing else, what am I getting from this opportunity, right? So that's what I want you to think about today. As we talk about you positioning yourself to build a business that you are passionate about, keep in mind your humanistic side in terms of who you hire and the people that will work for your company, as well as your social psychological perspective, because the way you interact with people is going to is going to foretell, foretell how people want to deal with you if they choose to deal with you at all. Because keep in mind, like some of you are nasty. Some people are just nasty by nature in terms of you don't know how to interact with people or you feel that people are always trying to come after you, right? They're trying to be smart. They're trying to, you know, um, say something or do something to set you off or trigger you. Everybody's not out to get you. But if that's a part of your, your perspective in life, it's going to carry over into business. So let's talk about the business part. As you are building a business with your passion, you have to first identify what your passion is. Like the first step you can do to identify would be literally what are you passionate about? Now it could be anything from cooking, designing clothes, offering fitness classes. Now those are things that will obviously state that you are selling something. But you need to identify are you a person of sales and retail or are you in the service industry? Do you provide a service? 
So, if you are selling something, we're talking about you desire clothing, your clothing brand. If that's what you want to do, are you passionate enough about it to have a a, a concept, right? A story behind how you came to create this brand of clothing. And that's what you want to try to convey. The passion behind the story of why you why you selected this this industry to be in. The other thing is if you provide a service, how do you get across the story about your company and the services you provide? So I'll take it a little step further. Let me share a little bit with you about myself. My name is Lavelle Hewitt. I'm one of the owners of Autumn View Hospice. We are a private company. I have two partners. And between the three of us, we own a million dollar company. We don't sell anything. We are a service provider. As a hospice company, we provide a service to people in their homes. Most of our patients live at home. Uh, a third of them actually live in personal care homes or assisted living. But 90% of the people that we uh, care for, um, a large part of them, I can't say 90%, but a large part of our census are people who live at home. And so they're either living at home and they have a caregiver or their family members are living with them. Or maybe they live with a, live with a family member live with their children or live with you know a sibling or something but the fact remains we recognize and part of the, the part of the, the, the I don't want to say the selling point but part of what we do at Autumn View Hospice we recognize we are walking into somebody's house every time we go to provide service So yes, we are paid by Medicare and our pay doesn't change. It doesn't, you know, we don't get a tip for what we've done. If we do anything extra, we just know that when you are walking in somebody else's house, there's a certain way to conduct yourself every single time. And we try to get that right. So our service to our clients and our patients is that we want to respect your space. We want to respect the diagnosis and the journey that you're on because if they are on hospice they've been given a diagnosis that they have less than six months to live how do we want create a level where the patient is comfortable and the family understands the philosophy of home hospice we're not here trying to cure anything but it is our job to make that family i mean that patient comfortable and improve their quality of life for as long as they have here how do we convey that? So my company, of course, we, my staff, we craft a way to make sure that they recognize we care about individually and we care about the family. And that's what we do every patient. That's what we do every patient. I'm passionate about taking care of people because I've been in positions where I wish I had the opportunity to take care of my grandmothers before they passed away. I lost both of my grandmothers due to health complications. And I wasn't in the hospice industry at the time, but 
I wish I would have been able to provide hospice care for them instead of the alternative in terms of how they died unexpected. We had no idea they were suffering in silence with certain, certain things. So that's something that I'm very passionate about in terms of creating a generalized quality of care for people who are at the end of their life transition. Now the other thing for me was I got the opportunity to care for an uncle of mine. My uncle was very close to me. And given the opportunity to um, have him experience hospice care and me experience the care and the quality of life that he was given so that he was no longer in pain as he you know, went through his journey with colon cancer was something that I'll never forget. So yeah, I know why I do the work I do and why I'm passionate about it. And that's what you want to get to. And sometimes when you get started in business, you may not be able to identify that offhand. What are you, what are you passionate about? You just know you enjoy your job, right? But as you are building your business, the identity of your company comes from you being able to explicitly explain what you're passionate about in doing the job. The second thing I want you to think about is, you know, in terms of the market, you have to research your market. Once you have identified what your passion is, research your market, the industry, and determine if there is a need that you can provide because nobody's providing that same need. There may be one million t-shirt companies, but I guarantee you can start a t-shirt brand that comes out with something that is not already on the market or in the industry, or there's a niche that you can take advantage of and your brand can be just as relevant and successful as those that have been out for years. The next thing I want you to do is create a business plan. A lot of us do not write things down with the intention of creating and doing all of the things we write down. I'm an old school cat in the sense that I write everything down. If it's something I want done, I write it down so I can see it and I write it down so I can hold myself accountable. Story time. Let me tell you real quick. Before I started Autumn View Hospice, I was a business partner of a previous company. I was a consultant for other small uh, hospice companies in the state of Georgia. I know how to submit your paperwork to the state so that you can pass survey. I know how to do it. I've done it four or five times with different ventures of my own. So yeah, that's something I'm, I'm well versed in. When I thought that it my my previous ownership was coming to an end. My old partner and I were butting heads. We didn't get along. And I knew it was time for me to exit. I created a business plan, a model for how I wanted Autumn View Hospice to look and operate. And so far, since 2020, we've been doing exactly what I wrote down. 
the crazy thing about it is everything we've put together between my partners and I, not just myself, but everything we put together has come to fruition. Even now when we talk to people about the business and what we're doing, people are supporting us, praying for our success, and building us along the way. The energy that we receive from other people are, are telling us we made the right decision, we made the right move in building this company, this business, the way that it is constructed. So you gotta create a business plan. After you have your business plan, of course you wanna develop and outline what your vision, mission, and the objectives are. Your plan should include the marketing strategy, your capital, what is your financial projection, and then detailed analysis of what the competition is doing. That part is considered benchmarking. I've talked to you guys about that before. I am very big on benchmarking. Before I started Auto Review Hospitals and before I started the previous company, I went and studied the industry. I printed out analysis market-wide. What companies are the biggest hospice companies in the United States? What are they doing good? What are their, you know, what are their campaign that they uh, that they promote in certain industries and sectors across the country? And then what are the service failures? What are they not getting right? And how can my company now come along and mitigate some of those same issues, but take advantage of some of the things they're doing right? So yeah, you have to write a plan, develop what that plan looks like, operate from your vision, mission, and objectives, and you should strategically plan out how to best use your finances and analyze your competition. That's it, very simple. So build the brand, right? Build your brand that reflects what your passion and your values are. And this should include your name, logo, website, showcases of your business. Anything that you can do to showcase your business. And then network and promote. Network with others, different industries. Promote your business throughout social media, advertising, and any event you could get that will do a barter system or that you can afford to do in terms of promoting your business. But the key thing is build a business from which you are passionate about. So I'll share this with you. As a serial entrepreneur, I've owned several businesses. I've started several businesses. And none of them are as successful as my journey in hospice. But I will say... I was passionate about the work I did with a few of them. One of them, it was specifically, I got into the industry for money. I used to own a janitorial cleaning company called Something Green Cleaning. The name was great. We only used green products. And this was, uh, you know, 2010, 2011 timeframe. We were one of the few companies that had adopted the model of green products. So we would get a lot of contracts. I had two contracts with uh, two uh, community colleges, one here in Georgia and the other one in uh, Louisiana. And both of those were six-figure contracts. 
So there was money for me to make in, in doing the work. However, the problem, oh my God, the problem. The problem for me was I was not passionate about cleaning buildings. I was not passionate about owning a janitorial company from the aspect of getting out there 10 o'clock at night going to clean five buildings. That was not something I wanted to do. Clean the campus of an international building where the mindset of people from different countries, their cultures are so vastly different. The bathrooms were a mess. I only had to do it literally one month and I was like, yeah, this is not what I love doing. So it did take me a long time to recognize that even though there may be money in this business, but if it's something that I have to personally do, then I need to enjoy it. And that was not something I enjoyed. So I would, it would behoove you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, as you're starting the business where you're going to be, where it may be, in, 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 in the beginning anyway, a labor of love, right? Because sometimes you're not going to get paid right off. You got to invest into the business. And sometimes that investment is not just financial. It is time, blood, sweat, and tears. It should be something that you enjoy doing, even if it is for free. What I do now in helping people and educating families about the benefits of hospice care and them not having to pay for it because it's 100% covered by Medicare, private insurance, or Medicaid, I enjoy educating people. So I can do it for free if I had to because it fills me up to be able to educate someone who needs that service. That's why I enjoy it. That's why it's not hard for me to become passionate about what we do. And the money has come along just from being good stewards of the business. God will bless you and the money will follow. So let's, 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 let's go back. I want to give you that real quick, wrap it up. And then I want to give you some examples of some small businesses that are uh, that are passionate in certain industries that you may be able to look into if you are if you don't have an idea of what you are interested in. Okay, so one, let's talk about as you're building a business with your passion. If you are, if you have your passion, we want to identify what your passion is. You want to identify what your passion is. You want to research your market. You want to create a business plan. Okay, and then you want to go ahead and build a brand. And then, lastly, you want to network and promote. So I know you guys are listening and saying, okay, that's great if I know what my passion is. But what if I don't know? What if I haven't identified what my passion is? So let me give you some companies uh, that are coming out in 2023 in terms of they've, they've started less than 10 years ago. But they these industries are something that you can do and 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 in 2023 they're moving forward right because it is now a way of making money e-commerce wise from online so you can be an online coach or consultant and you can have your own 
consultation service. I consult for people. I'm not doing it mostly online just yet, but I know there are ways that you can earn money through Fiverr and Upwork as an online business consultant or a coach. Handmade jewelry and accessories, that's another one, okay? You can also do personalized gift baskets and subscription boxes. A lot of people do subscription boxes with their blog sites. As you are gaining members and followers, it is important to keep them engaged and educate them and reward them for being a part of your collective. So yes, the subscription boxes work as well as the uh, personalized gift bags and gift boxes, baskets, excuse me, to keep them engaged. Another idea that people can take advantage of, wherever state you're in, helping those who are less fortunate. And one of the ideas would be meal prep and delivery services. Now that helps on both ends. That is something you can do to help the less fortunate and the state will actually give funding for those who uh, have catering services that help with people in that need. Now on the flip side of that, if you have uh, any culinary skills and you can do a level of gourmet meals, you can take that same meal prep and delivery option and offer it to busy working professionals. And then there's social media management and marketing. There's a huge space for people who are uh, of a certain lexicon where they're too busy to manage their social media um, platforms, but they need to have a presence for their brand. You can specialize in that, and that is a business for people to um, orchestrate and work within building people's brands via social media. The next thing, which is real big, I believe, is very, um, it's going to continue to grow, and it is a very, very uh, needed industry that's fitness classes and personal training. That is something I don't think that can be boxed up, right? Because there's so many different ways to um, to work out, to exercise, and to prepare yourself for a better lifestyle. So I think that industry will continue to grow. Next is pet grooming and daycare services. Now, when they say pet grooming and daycare, what they're saying is you can become a pet groomer, get certified, or you can become a day care service for pets you can become a daycare service for pets people are crazy about the animals you can find a niche or you can create a niche where you're not just a dog walker right but there's an industry within the industry subsets where you can create a daycare for pets and earn a nice living Another thing that is popping up all over the internet, and I'm seeing a lot of them, are event planners and coordinators. You can be an event coordinator, or you can own the event space. Or you can do all three. You can own the space, event plan, and coordinate events for people. That is another industry that people are taking on and being passionate about and being able to help others. The next one is interior design and home staging. Right now in the United States, we have a boom of people.
people that are in position to sell their homes as well as people who are as the interest rates continue to drop more and more people are buying homes now and so interior design and home staging is very very lucrative because it's needed to make sure your house is presented in the best the best light as you're trying to sell or buy and then last but not least even though the industry wasn't for me in terms of janitorial cleaning you can open up a cleaning uh, company you can start a cleaning business and you can start not just with cleaning what about helping people to organize things if there was somebody who said they own an organization company an organization service rather and they will help organize my garage listen I'm signing up today my garage is not a total mess but I don't have the time to organize it so if you have a system of being organized and you can organize uh, services you can offer organized services for people I will certainly pay you to organize my garage but that's just a list of items that you could you know a list of ideas just throwing at you guys so that you can help uh, to help you discover what you're passionate about so as I close today I want to make sure we drive this home as you are launching that first business or getting your feet wet understanding what entrepreneurship looks like and feels like make sure you approach it from the aspect of utilizing what you are most passionate about use your passion use the five steps that I gave you in terms of building the best business possible and if you don't know what your passion is, take a look into some of these ideas that I just shared with you guys to find what you might be passionate about. And find a business mentor already in the industry or do your business analysis and benchmark what are the most successful companies in the industries that you're, you know, that you're interested in. Alright? So I'm going to stop it right there. I want to thank you guys. This has been another episode of Do It In The Dark. And remember, turn the lights off because the work begins in the dark, baby. In the dark. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Do It In The Dark with Lavelle Hewitt. Please subscribe and follow us on all social media platforms. Until then, turn the lights off because the work begins in the dark.